Hi everyone, and welcome to the WorkPrince TV Talk, episode 26. Today we'll be talking about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is a longer version of the actual title. I just like throwing it in there. Uh, I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is Nicole. Good evening, as we're recording this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about season three of Sabrina. Uh, only the first three episodes, though, because we don't want to spoil too many things. Uh, we'll give our thoughts, opinions, some of the themes, and some of the character progressions. Um, so yeah, for just a fun Sabrina spooky adventure podcast. I keep using adventure way too much. Uh, <laughs> so Nicole, what were your thoughts on the uh, first three episodes? Um, so I... I liked them, but also I feel like I didn't like them as much as I did season two so far. Really? And, well, because it felt like there were too many things going on. And like, I I didn't watch them all at once. And so I kind of took breaks and then came back to it and then had to think what was happening again because there was so there was kind of so much um, like subplots going on that it was hard for me to remember what everything um, like. I, what happened in each episode because there was so much but I, I enjoyed it overall although I don't feel like um that I had to sort of sit here and binge watch it the entire time if that makes sense so it's maybe it might sort of pull me back in at a later episode but so far at least through episode three what about you you know it's I'm glad that you said that because uh I also spaced this out uh, amongst the weekend because Originally, I wanted to just binge the entire thing and see if I could just do, like, a, a recap or review mm -hmm. thing, but I think I'm going to take my time with this one, uh, mostly because you're right, like, absolutely, there's a lot of plot threads, and it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to follow along. Um, one of the difficulties I have with, with this series is that there's just so many cast members, which, is, which isn't a bad thing, it's just everyone's getting their own story arc and character development plot. Exactly. Again, which isn't, it's not bad, it's just, it's yeah. really hard to follow unless you binge the entire thing in one setting, as you said, so. Exactly. And, like, I was watching, um, the when I was watching the first episode, it, uh, like, I think that a part of it was, um, shoot, it was uh, the introduction of um, Caliban, right? Yeah, the Three Kings and um, yeah, that yeah. whole sort of her going to hell and the Lilith thing. Like, even that alone was already like, okay, like, I, there's so many more new characters being introduced that it, it, do you think like it, I don't know, do you think it's, at least right now, does it do the series like a disservice because there's too many things going on? I guess it comes down to whether, well, like, what you follow the series for, because I know a lot mm -hmm. of people are huge uh, Sabrina fans, yeah. and they're like every everyone kind of has a favorite character. Um, mine particularly is uh, Hilda, but uh, oh, very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think she's she's kind of like the adorable aunt that I'd always wanted, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, you're you're absolutely right though. There's there's so many characters introduced that it is a bit hard to follow. In fact, there's even one character who's playing two separate characters. Which is, I'm liking it, but it is it is making it a little difficult to follow both arcs and feel the same way because it's the same actress, which is uh, Lilith, Madame Satan, and uh, her human form, which uh, is... yeah, Miss Wardwell. Miss Wardwell, yeah. Like, I, I like her story, but it's like, there are times where she's on screen and I'm like, I don't know which one you are. And uh, they're playing with it, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it's a little taxing because there's, <laughs> there's already so many people here, you know? So which um, storyline are you liking the most so far? 
Uh, even though we just said it's a little bit much, mm-hmm. I I do like the Caliban stuff, and I like the uh, that the the Lords of Hell are all in uproar about the changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like seeing the hierarchy. T- well, it's not really a hierarchy; it's just pure anarchy because it's hell. But uh, all these people that are angry and the duties that Sabrina has to take now as I guess the master of hell, <laughs> or was it the is that the, she's the queen now? I, yes. I, I forget the title. Yeah, yeah. Queen and then of hell, um, yeah. Lilith is the uh, the regent. Yeah. So th- that kind of stuff is interesting to me, mostly because it seems like it's pulling into a deeper, darker storyline. Um, and I, I like that the the um, there's like a, a time clock they call it in screenwriting where it's like there's only a fixed amount of time where they can get all these things done because mm-hmm. they're also introducing what looks like the eldritch yes. horror gods which yes. seem interesting because it looks like it's leading to a war but we don't know because it's we're three episodes in. Uh, what about you? Um, I so that storyline is actually kind of an interesting one too only because for me I wonder if it's like when it's sort of like expanding their world a little bit more mm-hmm. and then um because with uh i forget which episode it was in but um i think when aunt zelda complains about how well what is heaven next so i kind <laughs> of feel like they're dropping a, an egg potentially for like season four maybe but i wouldn't be surprised if um we learned more about that in like at a later time right just because i mean they they did bring um shoot what were they the uh the witch hunters last season right yes and they were kind of like celestial based yeah so uh apart from that i actually also really um liked the whole the 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 carnival stuff because that was actually pretty interesting too i mean it's sort of tied together um but i wasn't expecting them to like um don those masks wait Mm -hmm. wait no Wait, that didn't happen yet. <laughs> sorry. Oh, total spoil. Right, yeah, so here's oops, actually spoiler, it's funny that you. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Here's the thing. Um, I was actually about to ask you what happened exactly in the carnival because I, I just watched it, but it was kind of a blur in my head. So could you explain a bit more about alleged carnival and how it's tied to? I'm assuming it's the elder gods. I'm not sure. It was okay. Kind of messy. So I um I guess this kind of goes into through episode four. <laughs> Uh, uh, Although I've only seen like spoilers. maybe, um, let's see, uh, a little more than halfway of episode four. Wow, we're so professional. <laughs> so, well, sorry. <laughs> but, okay, so, well, first, okay, so their experience with the carnival so far has been creepy, right? So carnival comes to town, everyone's like really excited to go visit. Um, so in episode three, Sabrina, Nick... Roz, Harvey, Theo, and this new character named Robin um, all go and kind of have a good time, right? Dope. And also, let me just add in, that's a lot of characters, but go on. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention all sort of like the side characters, like um, the cheerleaders, the jocks, even Harvey's dad is at the carnival. And you get the sense that it is sort of like really... um, supernaturally based mm-hmm. um of course it, i mean what they end up there's like a a tent where a woman is dancing with like a giant like anaconda or mm-hmm. it seems like an anaconda yeah um, definitely a boa yeah there's you know the the ferris wheel scene with robin and theo making out um and then at the end of episode three i think is when um so the was it Herod? Herod, the 
king who um at this point i guess he's sort of like a demon right because he came out of the tree and was looking for his crown yeah side note sabrina is on a well not a quest but she's on a trial to find like the three infernal regalia to to permanently like win her seat as queen of hell since she's Mm -hmm. being um she's being uh challenged by prince caliban um and so the the uh, the demon guy ends up fighting her at the carnival. Long story, but ends up. Uh, I think Ambrose comes and like explodes, like destroys a demon at some uh, yeah, at the yeah. end. But I think the entire time, it, like the carnival gives off this really weird sort of vibe, and you find out more about that spoilers in, in episode four because. Something happens in the woods, and they're wearing some masks, and you'll find out when you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's there's more developed there. Yeah, there's um, definitely much more. And that was it. that king was like the first. Uh, it was like the first trial, right? By the end of episode yeah, three, they exactly. reveal that or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and Sabrina is going on a quest of three. That's just a very mm-hmm. popular trope in all forms of storytelling, monomythic style. Um, here's here's my question. Uh. What were your thoughts on Caliban and his motivations uh, so, so far? I found it really interesting when Nick had said that, oh, my girlfriend has a new suitor, even though she doesn't know it yet. And so I kind of get the sense that I'm not sure if Caliban actually wants the throne for the throne or if it's because he wants to somehow, um, like kind of make his presence known to Sabrina if that makes sense because they first meet at like the beach when uh, Sabrina and her friends arrive at hell right mm-hmm. and he doesn't reveal who he is yeah and... he's just this really ridiculous pretty boy yeah, in hell building a sand was very confusing <laughs> yeah um right. and so I I yeah I wonder if um or if he's just playing a game essentially and like he may not really care if he wins it or not and there's definitely some kind of um weird tension between their two characters and and sabrina may be pretty oblivious to it right now because she tends to be i think Mm -hmm. when dudes are interested in her so i don't know we'll see it'll be yeah it'll be kind of fun to watch that at least that progression i think so too i'm also curious as to why he's a fellow prince or person who's eligible for the said title and was like never seen from or maybe they explained that and i wasn't paying fully attention they (laughs) they explained it a little bit where the three kings had said that they molded him from clay from pandemonium but that doesn't really explain how he would have royal blood because technically he's made of hell so i i I don't know like that seems a little bit fishy That sounds kind of cool, though. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe he was like a stone pillar mixed yeah. with some blood, and now we have a prince. <laughs> Given the magic and how it works in this world, it wouldn't surprise me. Yes. Um, uh, all right, so should we keep talking about characters? Since um, Yeah, sure. Oh. Okay. Uh, what do you think of Zelda's new role as the head of the academy, also trying to be the head of the Church of Night? I... I yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the the, the aunts? <laughs> I kind of feel like part of her 
is I'm sure is like super thrilled that she's finally at this position of power when that's what she's kind of wanted like since season one but now that she has it I think that she's also like overwhelmed because there's so much like crap happening right like they're all like trying to figure out what's happening to their powers and like um there's only 12 members left and they were housing all the students for a while and like they're trying to rebuild but how are they really going to do that and so it's kind of a lot um to deal with especially as a first time directrix so (laughs) she i think i think she's probably pretty conflicted about it yeah, and she's getting some help from uh, Hilda, though, but, like... But Hilda just got a proposal. <laughs> yes, she did. I was going to ask you about that. What do you think of that? Because I was pretty, that pretty happy is, about that. Me too. I am really happy about that, and I kind of wish that um, Hilda and her, her man would get more screen time, because that would be yeah. more fun to watch as well. Yeah. Uh, I I do love his scenes and well yeah they they just make a really good cute power couple yeah. and stuff and like I, she deserves this win also apparently she's a romance author <laughs> oh, yeah. that was hilarious that was I was just like wow um how do you feel though about like Zelda's getting what so what was the deal with the uh, the bitch thing and the uh, the the students deriding her secretly Ooh, behind the scenes. That was actually, I think, under the influence of ah. the Dark Lord while Ooh. he was trapped um, underneath uh, in the dungeons of um, the academy. So, I although they never really explained who actually wrote that on the blackboard, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like. There was that scene when um, the Dark Lord kind of spewed out all these bugs, and I think it got to, like, everyone, basically. Gotcha. So he was secretly trying to uh, to sabotage yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it's, uh, as he's learned from from the prayers that were happening, because, you know, mm-hmm. apparently lords and, and gods can hear that, um, they're all worshipping Lilith now. Yep. So how do you think Satan feels about that? I'm sure he's pretty pissed. But I'm kind of curious... Um, wait... Before I spoil anything, because (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember if this was in episode three. It might not have been. Um, Like, they already... Like, I'm kind of curious if there's actually anything, though, that Lilith can do for them. Because even though they're praying to her, you know what I mean? Like, so they derive their power from the Dark Lord originally, right? Mm -hmm. But um, can Lilith dispense magic as well i mean she sort of did with sabrina like at the end of season two when she gave her her powers back right or reactivated them i'm not sure but is is that i wonder if that's something that she can do to sort of like you know sort of bless her worshipers i guess possibly i don't know the extent of her abilities but i know um that the lords of hell really just don't take her seriously they're calling her like lucifer's concubine and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and um, so she definitely has some magic potential. I just don't know to what extent, especially because nobody's acknowledging her as, as a sovereign. Yeah. So I wonder if that diminishes her capabilities. See, that's that's interesting, right? Is it in this, um, in their world, does prayer have um, a lot of sort of benefits in boosting power? And like, if that's the case, like the three kings, were they also originally fallen angels or like Lucifer or are they like a separate entity i'm trying to remember like um 
sort of lore, like lore because Asmodeus definitely I think had been a fallen angel too. Oh, from what I can remember, because I was really geeky about this before and read like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I forget I I forget the name of the other two kings. So more reading for me later. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest. Uh. I know in other works of fiction that's very popular, like um, Mm -hmm. in Sandman, that's one of the reasons I love the series so much, because it's all about the power of beliefs. But in this, I'm not 100% solid on how the hierarchy and abilities work. Especially because in season two, Sabrina basically became, like, God. (laughs) And, like, I don't don't know. Uh, Now they scaled it back, but I I still question what everyone's fully capable of, because it just seems like it's... It's a bit, not random, but it, it's it's a little bit much sometimes, you know? Mm, very true, very true. And we'll maybe, hopefully we'll find out more, right, as we watch more episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the popular themes of the series is, or at least I think so, is having your keek and eating it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda, very much happy about her new authority, but might be putting uh, putting too much on herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, very obviously, Sabrina is the prime example of this. She is somebody who kind of just wants what she wants and goes for it. Everyone else be damned. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Sabrina this season and kind of just, you know, becoming the queen of hell and then still trying to balance that, being in high school and dating? I think it's really going to screw her over. <laughs> like, you can already tell that, like... Um, her friends seem to be getting tired of sort of being at her beck and call and always helping her with her stuff but they don't like she I think at least so far isn't necessarily putting their needs as heavily as what she wants or needs if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. they sort of seem like secondary priorities at least this season so far um, but yeah, I feel like she's probably biting off more than she can chew too. And mm. at some point she's going to really fail and, and it's going to have like a big effect on her. Yeah. yeah I can kind of see that. I don't know. Like she's always kind of just been, been, uh, headstrong, yes. but like it always seemed to have worked out for her. So I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how it plays out this time around. Yeah. It, it's all kind of interesting too if you think about it from like is she really her father it really seems like she's her father's daughter right yeah because they emphasize that this season but yeah exactly like they like she she probably has a lot of the same characteristics as he does it's just that the way she applies is it is like her motivations are different right Mm -hmm. but they're both headstrong they both want what they want when they want it right Mm I wish I had, I had that level of suave. <laughs> so what do you think of um, the little that we've seen of Father Blackwood so far this season? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I don't, I liked the, his storyline, especially with Ambrose and uh, his daughter. Um, what's her name? Uh, why can't I remember her name? Um, uh, wait. Prudence. Prudence, yes. thank you. Wow, took me a minute. I was like Sabrina's rival. Um, yeah, yeah. So they like they were hunting him, and then they find him in the middle of nowhere, uh, on a, like a weird hyperbolic mm-hmm. time chamber esque 
15 years training or something, right? Purifying himself, yes. Yeah, basically. And uh, it seems like he has this grand uh, plan in motion, or at least that's what uh, it was implied. But then he kind of becomes the new vessel, right, Mm -hmm. for for Lucifer, which is kind of poetic justice in a weird way. Yeah, because he won all that power. And then he gets it, but the catch is, is you... You're trapped, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or both of them are trapped together. Which, it, I mean, I love that because that's poetic justice, but I am a h- horrified because I feel like at some point when both of them are loose, all hell will quite literally break loose. So, um, What do you yeah. think was that spear that he got? Yeah, honestly, I thought it was a giant pearl. I'm like, okay, are we going to like buy a bunch of like <laughs> armies or something? I'm just like, it, 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 I wasn't sure. And I thought... I thought there'd be a bigger implication, but it seems like for now it's just a big magic thing. Yeah. I mean, he called it the egg. Yeah. Right? So an egg of what is the question? And I suspect it has maybe ties with, um, with, uh, shoot, was it the Eldritch? Yeah. 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 It probably has ties. But... It was um, a very convenient way, though, to age up Judith and Judas, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for bringing that one up. Um, and it looks like they're going to be part of the Academy and, like, the main cast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they get out of the dollhouse, right? Yeah. Basically. But it, it, that's, it seemed a very convenient way to introduce them as characters. Yep. And, it, like, they're not the first show to do this. Like, I uh, I used to watch Angel back in the day, and they did the same exact thing with Angel's son, which I love this character. <gasps> was so. that? Wait. Sorry, side note, but was that his son who, was it with, um, shoot, who was his mom? She was blonde. I, I'm like. Uh, D- Dar- is it Darla? Yeah, Darla and Spike's Darla, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, side note. <laughs> I think. I, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, yeah, so like they, they had that kid and then, yeah, he became Connor, the chosen one. And then he got this whole dark arc thing. I don't know. I don't, why, why are we talking about Angel? <laughs> <laughs> tangent sorry <laughs> no, that's okay look uh, to be honest i actually i was a, i was the biggest angel fan when i was a kid and everyone made fun of me for like they're like that's like the crappy buffy it's like, why, why are you watching this you're you're a sophomore in high school <laughs> and i was like this is cool i'm gonna secretly love this from distance but um yeah uh but yeah uh, <laughs> bringing it back full circle um it was a it was a very convenient way to age the characters up i'm curious to see how They'll be with their respective parents and, and such, but I guess it, since they weren't around, it doesn't make too much of a difference. I guess Faustus was around, but yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like he's really sort of brainwashed his kids, and yeah. so I wonder if at some point they'll finally get to see what their sort of like the real Father Blackwood is like, and how he, like, because they didn't seem phased that they were going to get sacrificed at all. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah. That does worry me because it's like they, they seem like they don't have identities exactly. or aren't real people. Exactly. But, you know, that's a fun thing to play into. Uh, maybe they'll explore it this season. Maybe it'll be next season, yeah. but we'll see. Um, how did you feel about the ice cream murderer thing in episode two? Um, that was, I guess, kind of convenient. <laughs> that (laughs) okay that like like convenient in the sense where oh well it's a good thing that this guy turned out to be a serial killer so that she can she doesn't have any guilt of um killing him and taking him down to hell right that's true it was a very convenient plot point when i think about it he was creepy though yeah oh yeah he was actually very very creepy and um i 
kind of wondered if they were gonna try to do more with it but in a way was also glad that they didn't because once again too many characters right yeah that's true um what did you think of uh nick's current sort of ptsd-ness i'm not entirely certain so like i just wrapped up episode three (laughs) and he has that weird kinky scene Mm -hmm. where like he's like he, he goes to see um uh, is it Dorian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Punish me!" Or uh, like, "I want to see the 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 you know the what what are they like courtesans or whatever." Yeah. And uh, and he's like, "Yeah, just punish me. I don't want pleasure. I just want pain." <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't I don't know why I just I did it in that voice. Um, but the point is, is it seems like he he really hates himself, and he really hates what the Dark Lord's done to him. So it's so- it's an interesting arc, I think. Yeah, like, because the scenes that we see of them inside the Akron, they're they're wrestling, right? But mm-hmm. what if the Dark Lord did way more messed up stuff to him, which is totally possible, right? And That's so true. he's probably kind of suffering a lot from, like, the memories of being in there. And, like, it probably felt like really like an eternity that he was locked in with, like you know the universe's most um like evil being potentially basically yeah but i um it's it's sort of interesting i think to see nick in such a different um in such a different way because like the last two seasons he's just been you know very confident very suave very like i'm in control i know what i'm doing and it's such a uh, 180 degree shift for his character now so that that's actually that's actually kind of refreshing to see that at least they're giving him growth and that it isn't just oh i'm fine you know after being locked in a cage with 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 satan for like months and or what could have felt like years right yeah no absolutely I, I like that you brought that up because like a part of me wonders how much he's going to change because of this weird darkness and because of his brokenness mm-hmm. which is very much like a difference for him as you mentioned because you know he he really was just mr i'm a bad boy but i'm kind of perfect in a lot of ways exactly and, and now, yeah now it's just he's, he's a very broken person but sabrina doesn't know that and it's weird too because him and sabrina are getting super close yeah you know he probably so, feels like undeserving still do you think like because like like a lot of um i feel like a lot of season one and season two like sabrina's been set up as like such a sort of like pure and virginal character even though of course in season two we see kind of like her darker side as she grew more into like her into her sort of dark powers but still like she hasn't um like I don't think like she's lost her virginity yet at this point. No, she totally did. Oh wait, did she? Dude, didn't wasn't she like banging Nick the entire t- this episode? Or did I just miss? Did I misconstrue that? <laughs> oh, because wait, in the breakfast scene where um after she brought Nick back from hell, like yeah. Aunt Zelda is like ugh, basically kind of inferring that, and then she goes, "No, we just cuddled and talked the entire night." I think that she was just saying that oh. to appease the family and not make it awkward because it okay, seems like they know. were just totally know. doing it, you know. <laughs> Which know. is fine. It's fine because you know, like they're they're yeah. consenting. They're... I guess teenagers or whatever. I don't know. Consenting then, young adults. Yeah, and then like, and technically, this is the Church of Satan. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like people, that's true. I assume yeah. would break all the taboos immediately. Um, 
which is why this is such an interesting show to me because um it's this weird perfect uh, for me at least sabrina is this perfect blend of creepy and uh camp mm. creepy camp i call true, it because it's like it's yeah. so campy and <laughs> but it's so, fun <laughs> yeah but then it's like really creepy and there's really some episodes are pretty scary yeah, honestly very true yeah. yeah um but do you think sabrina will be able to sort of save nick this season i i don't know because as i'm and you mentioned it earlier like Caliban is this really dreamy prince hellboy Mm -hmm. and I feel like he's good you don't have somebody that pretty joining your cast I know that sounds mean but you don't have somebody (laughs) that pretty joining your your cast without him being a love interest to somebody and I'm like it's it's not gonna be Lilith yeah (laughs) so it's gonna be Sabrina at least I think so but but yeah so um I don't know if she's going to you know patch things fully with with Nick and they're gonna go all that way because it seems like they're developing more love interests for Sabrina in which case I have no idea what's going on well to take one step back first so would you so I was sort of like uncertain on how I felt during season two if I was rooting more for like Harvey and Sabrina or or Nick and Sabrina and then or Harvey and Roz but I actually like Harvey and Roz a lot together really yeah because I feel like um they like I think his character needs at least for the moment like someone who's much more rooted in his reality versus Sabrina where she's sort of in both and like yeah yeah, and as much as we see the season so far like at least through episode three she is very much um a lot well I think a lot of her energies are really going to like the supernatural stuff as opposed to like dealing with like the regular high school stuff so far but I yeah I actually really also ended up liking her more with Nick because I felt like it was something it was like something different especially from like the comic books because although I didn't read the chilling adventures of Sabrina like I read old school Sabrina (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whoa so, wait you actually read the comics um i i read a lot of archie growing up <laughs> oh yeah i didn't know that about you that's pretty cool i actually learned how to read from archie comic books yep wow that's interesting because <laughs> like that's it, a popular thing in the philippines back in like the 1960s <laughs> so i'm like oh okay that's that's interesting you know, my um, cousin had like a huge huge stack of like old comic books and so yeah. I, when I got bored, I would just read those. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I mean, Archie's a good selection. And I'm, are you a fan of Riverdale then, too? Well, actually, so I couldn't get into Riverdale. Like, really? I tried, but I couldn't really make it past, like, the second or third episode. Yeah. Oh. But I, like, so I love Sabrina way more. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it goes it goes a lot darker from what I hear. But Riverdale, they, they do like, isn't it like Archie with murder mysteries or something? Yes. Because they, they reference like, it in Sabrina yeah, as well. Exactly. Oh, that was actually really fun too. That was like a nice sort of like um, crossover, mini crossover. <laughs> do you think there will eventually be a mini crossover with the two? Um, You know, a lot of fans have asked for it. And I they, they've said that they would never like discount this count that. So it, who knows? Maybe. Oh. Hmm. I mean, it could fit because they're both you know death exactly. related so exactly um yeah um but i i never got the chance to read the sabrina uh comics uh the uh the chilling i forgot already the chilling adventures of sabrina's ad- adventure <laughs> i keep forgetting the title it's just a long title and my brain doesn't have as much space as it used to um but yeah like i didn't get a chance to but i hear they're excellent and this uh, the person who i think he also co-show runs or 
she. I don't yes. know. Um, yeah. the, uh, their, their, um, their run on the comic changed a lot of what camp mixed with creepy could do. Mm. Hence why we have uh, Riverdale and, mm-hmm. and the show. Cool. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm basing that off of things I've read on the internet and people's opinions. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, I was going to jump on the next topic. Did you have an opinion on whether you would have preferred, were you more in favor of like Harvey and Sabrina or Nick and Sabrina or Harvey and Roz? Oh, right. Uh, Harvey and Roz are, are there. I don't, I don't feel like it's, I'm, I feel conflicted because honestly, mm-hmm. Harvey's just a boring character to me. <laughs> and um, it, it's not that I ship him with frankly i don't really ship him with anybody because mm-hmm. i just i just don't really dig his scenes that much he's just very passive and very nice mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that I, I i respect that but for entertainment i'm just like that's cool you're gonna save the day be the hero be the nice guy and stuff and then <laughs> I, don't I don't i don't know um so yeah i i i like sabrina with nick a lot more but I didn't initially. At, at first, I felt really bad for Harvey. But over time, I was like, you know, this makes more sense. Especially because, as you mentioned, um, it allows access into the supernatural. Yeah. As compared to Harvey, where it just felt like he really had to th- had to force himself in there. Which, I guess, made him honorable. But, like, he's he's mortal. And there's, like, a million ways he could die in these creepy adventures, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. How do you feel about... Um, to, to jump or continue on this point, how do you feel about the Harvey and, and Roz storyline this season and the three episodes we got? So I thought that was, it was sort of interesting that all of us, oh, okay, so speaking of that, right, Sabrina and Roz have joined the cheerleading team this year. Yes, and the, I will say it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky. That that song, oh my God, that rendition of it just made me laugh. I was like, I was on the elliptical at the gym and all of a sudden I heard it and I'm like, oh my God, did they actually do that? And yeah, yeah, sorry, but continue. Um, well, did you find it kind of, like I wasn't, like I was trying to like rethink what their, their sort of place was in like the social hierarchy of like their school. And... I wasn't entirely sold on that. Like it, like they sort of seemed a little bit like outsiders, right? They weren't with the popular kids because the popular kids would um, like beat on Theo. Like I think especially yeah. season one, and then all of a sudden, like they decided to join cheerleading and were now kind of a part of the popular kids group, right? With Roz especially. And um, I thought that was kind of interesting to see it from sort of Harvey's perspective where that scene in the hallway where, you know, they're all talking about going to um, the carnival together. And then when the head cheerleader tells Roz, oh, she should just ride with them because there's an extra seat. And and Roz goes, oh, no, I already have a ride. I'm going with other friends, but I'll see you guys there. And then Harvey goes, oh, I thought we were more than friends. And she's like, oh, no, but we're going with friends, right? That's why I said that. And I was like, hmm interesting (laughs) no you're right and like that bothered me a bit because i'm like well what do you mean like you guys were so lovey-dovey and stuff and now you're not yeah and now you're not a what's up oh no i agree oh Mm -hmm. yeah and i was it was weird because i don't know i I got kind of annoyed because i'm like just just say you're a couple say you're a thing like you guys are trying to do things together Intimate things, apparently, according to Harvey, who's incredibly <laughs> nervous about this. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> uh, 
Um, speaking of friends, and I have to mention it, uh, Theo, what do you think of uh, his his romance? Yeah, so I, um, I'm like, I'm kind of happy for Theo that he's found like a love interest this season. Although I, I'm sure that there's much more going on to this Robin guy than meets the eye. Because why would you introduce someone who has like who they kind of. Ha- have like immediate chemistry and like that seems too fast mm-hmm. and so i'm pretty sure some, we're gonna find out more about this guy probably yeah. i i was just uh i don't know i was i was a little confused i'm like wait it's robin okay i thea's trans right or am i getting mixing this up or is t yeah that i, I don't know i i actually am What's not up? sure i'm not sure because she okay she well she prefers to be called he now right um although i don't know if if he's defined herself or himself i should say really i don't think they've really got into sort of like the specifics of it um but it's interesting that because like i don't also necessarily want to make an assumption that robin is completely male because what if he isn't that's true too right so yeah that's true i'm sort of treating it as at least to me, he's, Love. yeah, like he seemed like more androgynous too. So possibly, I don't know, right? Yeah. So in either yeah. way, I kind of I'm happy for Theo's character though to have at least um, some sort of like romantic interest, even for the the time that they have. Who knows, right? For how long it's gonna be? Just because like both her friends have had it, like or his friends have had it. So he, yeah. I always felt like he would he might feel out of place or left out because everyone's sort of like getting into these relationships, but not him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was yeah. kind of, I was waiting for like when he found a girlfriend and such, but then I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. So like I, I dig it. I'm just happy for the character. Mm-hmm. I, I was just a little thrown off. Cause I'm like, wait, okay. It wasn't what I was <laughs> expecting, expecting yeah. but I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I like, I, it's so hard to talk about this stuff without like feeling like uh, like uh, me personally like without feeling like an asshole because i don't want to offend anyone i don't mean anything like uh, any malintent or anything like that it's just uh i i get confused sometimes and i need education but yeah no i think that for most people too because it's it is like it's 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 a new territory that i think you know everyone's sort of like learning to adapt with and it's all about education and not assuming things right yes (laughs) so um what i'm trying to think who i feel like we're missing somebody uh let me let me think who who have we not talked about we've talked about sabrina lilith well lilith a little bit i'm sure well we can dabble on her really fast so she's she's not pleased that her rule still isn't being recognized right Mm -hmm. and so she's kind of going along as sabrina's regent Although I kind of, I've really sort of liked her character so far as far as really letting the audiences know how much of a responsibility it is to be a leader, right? Even if you're the yeah. queen of hell, like it's, it's so, it, she brings up a lot of issues that Sabrina has to deal with. And I don't think Sabrina realizes how much of a, like full-time responsibility that really is and it's you know yeah, like her aunt queen. said yeah it's not a part-time job yeah. <laughs> so i like for me for me um commitment level 
I would I probably still would feel like Lilith would be the better candidate, right? Because she's all in it. <laughs> no, I I completely. I mean, we agree on a lot of things, but like, yeah, I agree. It's just I think the only reason Sabrina's on the, the alleged throne is because um, people Won't you know they want yeah. yeah that's really it. But it, you can tell Lilith is running the show. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina's being kind of irresponsible. You know, like, for all the... Because I sometimes I'm just like, Sabrina's going to go do it. She's going to do it. Yep, she's doing it. And then I'm like, why? Because <laughs> uh, she's, she's just very gung-ho yeah. about what she wants and stuff. Um, but it comes with consequence. And, and for her being queen of hell, you can kind of see it playing out. Um, and just biting on more than she can chew. Exactly. Hence the having your cake and eating it, too. Exactly. I mentioned earlier. But yeah. So. Have we missed anyone? I guess we we talk about we talked about Lucifer, right? Yeah, um, a little bit. Although, um, interestingly, at least with the scenes now that he's in in Father Blackwood's body, it doesn't seem like he's wrestling with Father Blackwood <laughs> the way maybe he they're was having... with Nick. So, yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting difference. <laughs> they seem to be getting along just swimmingly. Yeah, they're fine. Um, <laughs> I I also like I'm. I'm sort of surprised in some ways that, that that there isn't more scenes with Lucifer because he was such a central character last season. But yeah, oh well, we'll find out, I guess. You know who we are forgetting about? Oh, um, I think Ambrose. Oh yeah. Yeah, it just occurred to me. Okay, there you there go. There we go. So he's been with Prudence, like hunting for, hunting for Father Blackwood. Now they're back. Yeah. Yes, and let me just throw this question out there: Are they a couple, or are they just like? friends with benefits many benefits uh that's a good question i'm kind of leaning more towards friends with many benefits got it okay because i don't think it's not like they they never really seem lovey-dovey ish like it's it's very passionate but yeah i don't think i've seen them like really even like hold hands except maybe one scene in season two but that's all i could remember but hey who knows yeah that's true um, what what is Ambrose doing again? He's like becoming the is it the librarian yeah, or something? Librarian. He's just researching. He's researching. Um, shoot, what was he researching? Well, he ends up helping Sabrina with the mm-hmm. with the infernal regalia stuff, and he actually he's actually the one who finds Herod's crown, um, and basically tells her, oh, it's in Riverdale, and they go get it, and so he's he. I guess they don't have any more bodies coming in the mortuary. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I kind of forgot that that was a thing. (laughs) Or I guess they're closed for the season. Who knows? But yeah, so I'm not, (laughs) I don't think we've seen him with a dead body yet. So yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, I guess that's, I guess that's that's mostly it. Yeah. At least with major characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts about the uh the eldritch horror storyline so i don't really know um much background on that stuff oh yeah okay. so you can inform me <laughs> i mean i don't i don't know because uh it's hard to talk about because it's it's weird like it's intergen and uh, you know eldritch horrors hp lovecraft and he created this whole mythos that involves these like other dimensional beings who's like if you perceive them in this reality, you kind of go insane. It's 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 great horror, mm-hmm. and um, I'm actually reading through uh, his works right now because I was I was trying to in October, but I'm I'm juggling way too many things, as you know. Um, but like, 
yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with with Lucifer or or or, uh, or this battle of good and evil. It's kind of just this otherworldly thing. But Although, it seems like they're introducing them for the villain. Since um, they like both like Lucifer and what's his face, Father Blackwood mentioned the Elder Ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess do can we just assume that you know they're like very powerful forces that are very very ancient, like predating. Um, predating i guess christianity and sort of that whole religion yeah i mean that's that's very true again it actually ties exactly with eldritch Har because um people worship them as as like demons or gods or a thing before like all things existed ah, and it okay. actually it, the, the truth is is you find out much later that they're interdimensional beings but mm-hmm. the, the build-up to it is like a, a cultish basically ah, okay yeah so it's it's mysterious, but like um, they're not the first people to use the the old gods. I feel like uh, a lot of series when they, when they run, <laughs> run out, out of, of stuff. yeah, you just you just they just introduced Eldritch Horror. Uh, world, uh, this is a, the nerd in me. World of Warcraft actually does exactly. Oh that. really? I kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like they sort of did something a little bit similar in Supernatural too, which was a season that I disliked the most. Ah <laughs> uh, okay, it's hard to do it right because you kind of have to. You have to focus on that as, as the primary thing. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's less spiritual and more extra dimensional, mm. which is like th- weird physics mm-hmm. and stuff. So, which, which is weird because, you know, Lovecraft didn't really exist during a very scientific time. <laughs> so I have no idea. Nobody has a clue where he came up with these weird ideas. But yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we will see. Yeah. And I think we've covered it all. Yeah, basically. Um, are you looking forward to seeing the rest of the season? Would you binge it or um, recommend it to a friend? I, I'm definitely going to attempt to finish it by the end of this weekend, although I don't think I'm going to have time to binge watch everything in one go, mm-hmm. just because there's too much crap going on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you you're still covering the magicians, I am. Right? So I'm not done with my article yet. I still need to finish it. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, hey, I, I love reading your stuff. It's pretty oh, dope. Thank you. So. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, at least I will get through episode, finish the rest of episode four tonight. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm actually gonna try to do the same thing. Oh, um, very nice. But I I do want to do a write up. I don't know if I want to do the full season or just the first half. Um, See how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of digging this season. But like for me, at least work print related mm-hmm. wise, like the f- <laughs> the BoJack season finale is or series finale is this Friday. Oh. So I was like, I don't know if I should cover that because that was like one of my favorite shows. And I did do a piece on mm-hmm. it a while ago. But then the following week, both um, Lock and Key is coming out. Oh my God, that I'm probably going to binge. <laughs> me, t- me too. But it's like immediately after that, the day after, yeah. um, Birds of Prey comes out too. Oh, okay. So yeah. it'll be a very and I- busy weekend next weekend. Yeah. And then I actually wanted to watch Bumblebee because for the Birds of Prey article, I actually wanted to talk about um, about the screenwriter because she, she wrote... Uh, Bumblebee, which in oh. many ways apparently revived the Transformers series really? for a lot of fans. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like I'm curious to com- see her her writing style basically, and that'll be the focus of my piece. But the point is, is I'm doing as always way too much work. For <laughs> you know what? Just yeah, I would say write what you feel and what you can, and don't push yourself because you're busy. It's okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. I, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm definitely overachiever. But I keep getting sick because of that. Like, I keep hitting walls. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm like one of those people who's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm like excellent for two, three days, and then eventually it's like crash. Crash and burn. Oh, yeah, basically. <sighs> 
Yeah, I would say that tends to happen to me too. And then all of a sudden it's like, why don't I feel so good? It's like, oh, well, yeah, because you've probably done way too much work and your body can't handle it. <laughs> no, it, it, same. Because like literally today even, uh, I uh, went to the gym, uh, did some research on Sabrina, and then followed up on a bunch of stuff for my own writing. That uh, I'm trying to actually get a, a live read, or a recording live recording of one of my short stories that i'm going to try shipping around oh, cool. yeah very yeah. cool thank you yeah well it's on the jersey devil for listeners who will who are interested in that you know stay tuned <laughs> yeah yeah i'll definitely talk about it at some point in the future very but cool. yeah um so yeah uh chilling adventures of sabrina it was a fun ride definitely we'll check out the rest yeah um do you have any final thoughts um I hope that the rest of the season um, kind of has a good buildup and that um, they tie a lot of the storylines together. And I am excited to see how the season ends. Yeah. Will nice. will, will Sabrina maintain her crown? Will, um, will Lucifer get out again? I don't know. We'll see. Definitely. Uh, for me, I want some more sweet, sexy Calaman. <laughs> It's more, more, more shirtless, shirtless everythings because he already is. Although I feel like they're going to do that with Nick, too. It's going to be like a who's sexier, me or me, you know, kind of <laughs> comparison for Sabrina's love. Maybe, maybe that's just how I see the season yeah, unfolding. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be a um, Calbrina Nick sandwich. <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird saying that because, like, I... Uh, joking aside, like I was a huge, I was a really big Madman fan. Mm-hmm. So seeing uh, Karen Shipka, yeah. is that her? I can't pronounce. Yeah, seeing her go from like little girl to this makes me go, oh my god! Like you feel like I feel like you're my kid. Yeah, it's like so. Like ugh. seeing her in these romance <laughs> things makes me cringe a little because I'm like, that's my daughter, basically, man. Ew. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, she's matured and she's a fantastic yeah, she's uh, a great actress, actress in general. Yeah, very yeah, good actress. Yeah. But it, it, it's still weird and cringeworthy. It's like uh, Arya Stark for a lot okay, of people. Okay, yeah, I feel that way. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, this is, oh no, I don't, don't, to, don't have I don't a romance. I see you kissing anyone. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was just like, I, I know the point of the show is to, like, to dig that stuff, like, because it's very young adulty in that sense, but I'm like, it's so hard for me to see you as not a little girl. Anyway. <laughs> and with um, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, on that note, um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Oh, uh, I'm Christian. You can find me on X and underscore Angelus on uh, Instagram and Twitter xanangelus.com I don't know when my site's gonna come up but when it is there's gonna be a lot of stuff for the portfolio and uh, Christian Angelus on Facebook yeah. and of course you can read my many articles reviews and, and uh, features and stuff on the work print um, Nicole? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at N-I-I-X-E and of course please follow us um, at the work print on uh, Twitter Instagram YouTube Facebook at the work print Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we hope that your week is chilling and adventurous. Till next time. <laughs>